0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Before we start this episode of the Seahawks podcast, I need to take a moment and let you guys know that Lofa and I recorded it well before the tragic events from last weekend. i um, uh, referring to the untimely and far too soon passing of former Seahawks quarterback Tavares Jackson. So that's why you won't hear us talking about the incident on this episode, and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that so that it doesn't throw you off and you're not confused as to why we're not bringing up probably the biggest story to happen to the Seahawks in the last week. Uh, Lofa wanted to jump on and and say something about Tavares as well, but uh, in texting back and forth with him, it became clear that it's just too early and... Um, he just wasn't ready to talk about it yet so I respect that and I think we all respect that Uh, but I do want to read you what Lofa texted me during our texting conversation and what he said was is that although he didn't play with T-Jack he was around him a lot in 2015 when Lofa was coaching for the team and um, Lofa went on to say that every single player and every coaching staff member and everybody who works for the team just loved Tavares and loved the spirit uh, in which he played the game and loved his professional attitude and and everything. So, um, you know, Lofa also went on to say that life is short and you got to be truly grateful for each and every moment. And I know I agree with that, and obviously Lofa feels that way. And, um, you know, maybe you do too. And uh, our thoughts and our prayers and, you know, all of our love and support and positive vibes are going out to Tavares' family during this I mean, it's just unimaginable time that they must be living through. So, with that in mind, here's this week's episode of the Seahawks podcast. Let's get this crowd going now! Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! He's a snap! He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught! and hey, that's great football now. 35-40 down the far sideline. We got him,
0: baby!
1: He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks! Are
0: you kidding me? Let's go! down
1: Seahawks! It's the Seahawks podcast. I'm Seahawks super fan and actor Brett Davern, joined as always by former Seahawks All-Pro linebacker Lofa Tatupu. You ready to do the show? You know it, Brett. I was born ready. <laughs> On today's episode, uh, we are going to talk about the NFL's 2010's All-Decade team. They just released the list this week. Were there any Seahawks on the list? First of all, the answer is yes. There were four players and one coach. But did any of our other Seahawks get snubbed? Or were there also some other snubs around the league? Also, we will be carving more faces into the side of Mount near. It's the third rounders this week, Lofa. We hope that wherever you're listening... You're healthy and you're safe, and if we can provide you with some distraction and some fun by doing what we'd be doing anyway, which is talking football, we are happy to do that for you. Don't forget to hit your subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you're using. It really helps out our show, and also, you'll never miss an episode. If you want to make your opinions known, you can send us an email, seahawkspod at gmail.com. All right, did Cam Chancellor or any other Seahawks get snubbed by not being named to the NFL's 2010's all decade team.
0: Uh, how you leave Cam Chancellor, you know, arguably the most intimidating safety of, of 2010 to 2020 off the list. Uh, that's a snub. And even as bad as that was, they left Russell Wilson off the team. Are you are you kidding yeah. me? Brett, are you kidding me?
1: I, I'm not. I'm not. They left him off. They left Cam off. Cam Chancellor, yeah, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time second-team All-Pro, obviously a Super Bowl champion uh, against the Denver Broncos. And, you know, uh, played from 2010 to, through 2017, so that's almost the entire decade. I'd have to agree with you. I think he absolutely got snubbed. I think if you're going to take one person off the list, um, the safeties that they did put on the list were Eric Berry, uh, Earl Thomas, and Eric Weddle. I think you got to take Eric Weddle off and put Cam Chancellor on.
0: All phenomenal players, um, in their own right. I I agree, though, um, that you know Barry, E. T. and and Weddle, they all have great numbers. But that you know beyond the numbers, what really comes into play because and I know because I play, I lined up with, you know, not only E. T. but also Cam. Is you know the the factor they they played in the back of people's minds and having the game plan for them. And, and those are, those are things that don't always necessarily, you know, show up on the stat sheet, but, um, and just, just like Sherman, you know, as many interceptions he's had, there's, there's a lot of times that teams didn't even look his way a whole game. So, um, it's, it's, it's sad to see that, uh, you know, Cam who had it up in for a neck injury, I fully believe would be in the hall of fame. Um, and, and hopefully he still is considered for that, you know, one day. But it's it's tough to see my guy uh, left off the, uh, the all-decade team with, after all the work and heart and soul he's put into the game.
1: Well, there were four players uh, from the Seahawks who did make the all-decade team. You got uh, Richard Sherman at cornerback, Earl Thomas, like we said, at safety, Bobby Wagner, middle linebacker, Marshawn Lynch at running back on offense, and then also Coach Pete Carroll uh, making it onto the team. I want to make another point about Earl and Cam quickly. Maybe this is good. Maybe it's not. You tell me. It feels a little bit when you put Earl on, and Earl's career speaks for itself uh, beside Cam anyway, but when you put Earl on and not Cam, or if you were to put Cam on and not Earl, to me, in the world of acting, it's a bit like when you nominate a director for an Oscar for Best Director, but you don't nominate the film for Best Film, or when you nominate a film for Best Film, but not that director. It's like... How can you have one without the other? Uh, They were just such a dynamic tandem together and obviously anchored like the the great, one of the greatest defenses, arguably the greatest defenses of all time. I I don't see how you put one on and leave the other off.
0: No one does it alone. Like you said, um, regardless of, of what profession or industry you're in.
1: Uh, We'll get to Russell Wilson in a second. I want to ask you specifically about having Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, and uh bobby wagner being voted to this decade team because uh you know you played directly with two of those guys and then bobby came in i think a year later but you were there coaching with bobby as he was coming up that's got to be really cool for you to see those guys make the team having played with them and having been a part of their early career
0: yeah and i i mean i think that's just a testament to what john and pete have done here um you know, because all of those guys were drafted here. Now
1: let's talk about Russell versus Aaron Rodgers.
0: Russell already gets the nod because you know Aaron Rodgers went to a Pack at the time, Pack Ten school, not Pack Twelve. That, <laughs> That's right. That I'm not fond yeah. of. It was my only right. loss in college. All now, right? if Our, Aaron
1: Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers was a USC Trojan,
0: would I, this be different? Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'd be talking different. So, so Russell so played too. Into... Hey, Aaron Rodgers, congrats! You're one to zero in the Super Bowl. Awesome, <laughs> but Ross made two, right? Yeah, um, yeah. and and if he would have and if he would have thrown it one more foot to the inside, oh man, or that,
1: or outside, or however not, you not want to look at it,
0: Butler made a hell of a play, man. There, there, there's no reliving that. You know, it yeah. is what it is. I I went through when my dad was playing. There was one in fifteen seasons. There was two and fourteen. There was like playoffs weren't even a yeah. You know, we're hoping to go 500 back then. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I watched them evolve to what eventually became one of the, the best organizations, you know, and the same thing here, you know, and that's um, that you have to have an appreciation for that. That's all I'm saying is to, to, to be on the, the brink or even just of just to have a winning season. And then all of a sudden everything's nine, 10 wins. We really have to appreciate this out here in Seattle. Like, I know it's become our norm, but, man, winning is hard in the NFL. It is hard. And to continually put out, you know, 10, 11 win seasons, that's, that is rare. And that's why Pete's on the list, right? You know, and John should be on that list, uh, the whole front office, you know, just because they've done it through a systematic approach uh, of just finding guys that, Fit the program, fit the organization, and and then away they go.
1: Hey, speaking of finding guys and doing well in the draft, do you want to keep building our Mount Rush near?
0: I was waiting for you to talk about this. <laughs> 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 well, all
1: right, well, we're on, it's, third round. All right, no, yeah, we're on. Uh, yeah, we're on third round draft picks for this episode, and we'll continue building Mount Rush near right after I tell you about our first sponsor for this episode, which is Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag. Receive a welcome bonus on your first deposit when you go to betonline.ag. You use our promo code, MyPod100, all caps, everybody. M Y P O D100. There's no NBA, no NHL, or MLB. But guess what, Lofa Tatupu? I was betting on horses this weekend on betonline.ag because they're running horse races without audiences places and i thought it'd be fun to check out my or uh sorry and i thought it'd be fun to check out betonline.ag
0: wait so i did where (laughs) wait was there a jockey on board
1: oh yes and it was in like arkansas and there was one track down in florida and i think there was another track in oklahoma And you could put down some bets. So if you want to put down some bets, go to betonline.ag. They also have an online virtual casino with blackjack and a three-quarter million dollar poker series. Betonline.ag. Use our promo code MYPOD100 to get your welcome bonus today. BetOnline, the fun never ends. This episode is also brought to you by True Classic Tees. Right now, our listeners get 20% off at trueclassictees.com when they use the code BELIEVE. You got to spell it the way that we spell it B L E A V at checkout. That's 20% off when you use the promo code BELIEVE at trueclassictees.com. I have for you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven players. So we need to make three cuts. All right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Talk to who we got. Who we got?
1: We're gonna go in chronological order, from the most recent draft picks to the ones from the Seahawks past. Most recently, the most notable third round pick that I could find was Tyler Lockett, wide receiver, Kansas State, 2015. Round three, pick number 69, Tyler's made one Pro Bowl in 2015 as a uh, kick returner and and punt returner, one All-Pro in 2015 as a returner as well, second-team All-Pro in 16 and 17. For his career so far, 276 receptions, almost 4,000 yards receiving, um, over 4,000 yards returning, and 31 total touchdowns.
0: It's still very early in his career. I don't know who the rest of the contestants are, but the, the question I have is, how does he have three all pros? I try pros my best in, to sell him, too. How does he have three <laughs> all pros and one Pro Bowl? This is my question. Like, so who's wrong? Like, you know, like, that's, I don't understand that.
1: Next up on the list, three years before Tyler Lockett was drafted in the third round. This guy was drafted in the third round, and um, he they can start carving right now. His name's Russell Wilson. He's a quarterback. He went to Wisconsin and NC State. He was drafted in 2012 in round number three at pick number 75. So far in his career, he's only made seven Pro Bowls. <laughs> he, uh, he's made seven Pro Bowls, but only one second-team All-Pro. Never been first-team All-Pro, and only one time been voted second-team All-Pro, and that was in 2019. He obviously won the Super Bowl for us um, against the Denver Broncos. His all-time passer rating is 101.2. Get the, Here's a statistic for you, Lofa. His touchdown to interception, it's two hundred and twenty-seven touchdowns to sixty-eight interceptions, which means he throws three point three touchdowns for every one interception.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, it's (laughs) unbelievable. It's otherworldly. That's out of control. How efficient that is. Um, His completion percentage is sixty-four point five lifetime. He's almost at thirty thousand passing yards. He has almost four thousand rushing yards. and then also tacks on another 19 rushing touchdowns. If Russell Wilson, knock on wood again, and God forbid slips in the shower tomorrow morning and never plays another down of football again, is he a Hall of Famer?
0: Yeah. I, first of all, <laughs> he's the first person up there <laughs> on rush near uh, for third rounders. So uh, yeah, hundred percent. there's a lot of teams that are upset that they didn't see what John and Pete saw. Back in 2012.
1: So here's the thing. So I'm Googling Aaron Rodgers while we're talking, while you were talking about Russell Wilson, because I just wanted to kind of put our argument between the two of them, as far as the all decade team is concerned a a little bit more in focus. So Aaron Rodgers has two NFL MVPs and they both came in the decade in 2011 and 2014. So that's definitely a feather in, in his cap right there. He's also made two all pro first teams in 2011 and 14 and then a second Team All-Pro in 2012. Um, and his passer rate, uh, stats-wise, they're pretty equal in terms of the decade. Uh, but in terms of awards, Aaron has definitely taken home a little bit more hardware than Russell has.
0: I'm, I'm a numbers guy. That's cool. But, uh, you know, Russell's got two Super Bowl appearances and one win. I don't, I don't think Aaron qualifies for this decade. So the two MVPs, cool, but, you know, where's Lombardi? Like, what's up? Like, that's all I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer, all right, and one of the fiercest competitors I ever played against. But I'm just saying, if we're going, you know, apples to apples here, and there's a guy that had two, almost three last years in the decade against you, you know, so one of those MVPs, what did you say, eleven? That came when Russell wasn't even Russell was a he might have even been at NC State. Right? I don't even know if he was at Wisconsin yet. And then yep. he got drafted in 12. So I don't know. It's it's you know, compelling arguments either way, but it it's it's hard to see a guy who had seven Pro Bowls in eight years, eight or nine years, nine years, right? Uh not make the all decade team next
1: on the list of third round draft picks Brandon Meebane, defensive tackle played at cal probably with aaron Rodgers, and <laughs> i think that might have been a loss for you at usc where'd you talk about that no earlier? he
0: was he was a couple years younger than us he was he wasn't there i think he was he was still at crenshaw high school uh should oh, have should have okay. came to sc but he chose cal. <laughs> well he was He was drafted
1: in 2007, round number three, pick number 85. He won the Super Bowl with the Seahawks, played with the Hawks from 07 to 2015, and then moved on to the Chargers. For his career, 440 tackles, 17 and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, and one interception, which I would love to see video of because I don't remember that offhand.
0: Yeah, I'm not even thinking about that. I I can't remember that one.
1: Um, Might have been with the Chargers then, maybe because it's career be. stats. So yeah, could, maybe yeah, okay,
0: yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah. He been phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, yeah, and great, great kid too. It was, it's funny because you know a couple of years ago he was ready to retire, he's still playing, and then I'm sure he's going to play this year too. I don't know if he's still mm. under contract with the Chargers, but uh, you know, just um, came out of Cal. And um, you know, third round pick. I re- you know, obviously if you look at the longevity of his career, he probably should have been drafted higher, second and even first round. Um and a lot of the stuff that he did taking on those double teams and really his his get off or the way he took off, you know, on the snap of the ball was second to none. And he's carved out a phenomenal career for himself and uh you know, would, would have loved to see him, you know, finish out with us. But uh, you never know. It could always still happen.
1: Those are the first three nominees for round three's Mount Rushmore of Seahawks draft picks. We'll get to the remaining four right after this. Angie's list is now Angie. And caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag. Just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list
0: covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at angie.com. That's a n g i . c o m.
1: In 2005, the Seahawks drafted with pick number 98, a linebacker named Leroy Hill out of Clemson. He played his entire career with the Seahawks from 05 to 12. Uh, and at one time, um, wasn't he also at one time the last player left on the Seahawks from your Super Bowl team at
0: one point? I'm, I'm sure and, I remember that, uh, right? Because he stayed true. with him for so
1: long. Him and True. Yeah, him and, him and Marcus. Yeah, that's right. Him and True um, Font,
0: I believe, for the last, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Leroy finished his career with 511 tackles, 20 sacks, and one interception. I have no idea how he never made a Pro Bowl. That seems ridiculous to me. <laughs> right. uh, but there's Leroy Hill, who was a third round draft pick.
0: Put him on the mountain. We came in together. Yeah. Um, you know, I, he only even, I think he started nine games, maybe 10. His first start was only at nickel back, you know, so he would run in and there was a, a, a blitz package for him to just, you know, go rush the quarterback. I think he had two sacks against the Cardinals that game, and that's when he earned the coach's trust to, to play a little more. And um, so because he came in, he filled in for the injured uh, Jamie Sharper at the time. Sharp Sharp hurt his knee game three or four. And so that's why Leroy we only – only started maybe nine games, and in those nine games, seventy tackles, seven and a half sacks. Uh, really should have been up there for, for for rookie of the year, um, in my opinion. And um, and what was awesome about Leroy is that you know, when we were both drafted, a lot of the experts or draft pundits they they said, oh, they reached on two undersized you know, good college players that probably won't be effective NFL pros or, you know. And so, you know, we took that personal. And it's just like, you know, you're not going to say that. you. At the end of the day, after all the, the combine stuff's done, you got to play football. And that's what we did well. So um, it was cool to go through the season with, you know, someone – that was experiencing for the first time as well. Another another rookie, and so that Leroy's a brother to me, and uh, we're still very close to this day. You know, it's going to be hard not to put him up on 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 uh, near.
1: Yeah, you won't get much argument from me. I loved watching Leroy Hill play. The two of you playing together was awesome. I remember that draft like it was yesterday. It was unique taking uh, linebackers in back to back rounds the way that they did, and um, I don't know. I, I mean, you guys you guys rocked it for a long time in that linebacking core, and. Uh, Like I was kind of trying to say earlier with the Cam Chancellor conversation, I think you guys set the tone for, you know, a Seahawks defense for years to come that we're still watching play with with excellent linebacker play, excellent secondary play, obviously. But, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, you guys set the bar, I think.
0: Oh, man, that means a lot to me. Uh, We had a lot of fun doing it too. 2005. man, That was so much fun.
1: Now, listen, I don't know if this guy's going to make the mountain, but he's a USC Trojan, and I didn't want to hear about it if I didn't bring him up. Put him in. Oh, what What happened? (laughs) He was a (laughs) third-round draft pick, 2002, (laughs) cornerback out of USC. It's Chris Richard. He only played three seasons in Seattle and then played for a bunch of other teams. And in his time with Seattle, he only recorded 46 tackles. But... I wanted to include him in part of the conversation, not only because he's a Trojan and I didn't want to hear about it, but also because he did a lot of great coaching for us, especially through these glory years with Pete Carroll. And so I think it's worth mentioning that the Seahawks drafted Chris Richard in 2002.
0: There's an argument to put him in there for just his coaching job. He, you know, helped, he brought, he cultivated and grew and helped, you know, teach the legion of boom. So uh, you know, you can't say that he did not have a profound or significant impact on this organization.
1: I think it's interesting because we don't I don't think there's going to be another chance to put someone put a coach on the mountain who obviously was also drafted by the Seahawks because the mountain is Seahawk draft picks. So I just Ooh. think it's, it's a unique opportunity. So we should we should look at that a little bit Absolutely. Um, while we consider that. Let me move on to our next player. Daryl Jackson, wide receiver out of Florida. We took him in 2000 in the third round, obviously, with pick number 80, which was the number of a very good Seahawk uh, wide receiver as well. So that's kind of some nice symmetry there. (laughs) Uh, Daryl played in Seattle from 2000 to 2008. He played in Super Bowl 40 and I think tied or set a record for receptions in a Super Bowl in the first quarter. It's kind of an obscure stat, but it's it's pretty cool on his wikipedia there <laughs> um he was also denied of course a touchdown catch in that first quarter due to a controversial opi which i again i'm i don't want to get into on this episode it's all going to come out someday but uh it bears <laughs> it bears mentioning um he finished his career with 499 receptions 7132 yards and 51 total touchdowns d jack number uh 82 in your programs but for my money at least during that time, number one in my heart.
0: Phenomenal teammate, um, ultimate competitor. Yeah, Djack and, you know, he's fighting for MVP of that game if, if, if that first one goes down, you know, if they, they, don't, they don't throw that flag. So, which I don't, I don't know who the DB was. I think I do, but I'm not going to say his name. But, you know, it was a little push-pull <laughs> right there anyways, so. But again, he who shall not be mentioned. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to talk about this, you know, at depth, probably with my, my psychiatrist, you know, um, down the road. So yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, there's going to be plenty of non football episodes during off seasons and stuff to fill with, uh, we could probably do a whole 10 episode series on, on that Super Bowl. So, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, easily. But, uh, yeah, DJ, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, wide receiver. And, um, you know, had fun playing against him when he went to the Niners, too.
1: Now, in looking this up, there were some dry years, in my opinion, in round number three for the Seahawks. And for the next one that I pulled out that I think should be at least nominated for Mount Rushmore, the only, the last third-round pick and the only other one that I think should even be nominated is a guy that I'd never heard of. <laughs> uh, so forgive my ignorance here. <laughs> I don't know why. But I, I, I'd never heard of him. But it's Fred Young... He's most friend with two D's. He's a linebacker, New Mexico State. I know. Give me an education on this linebacker. Hold on. Let me tell you about him, and then you tell me all about him. 1984, round three, pick 76, played for Seattle for the first four seasons of his career and made a Pro Bowl in each of those seasons, two as a special teamer and two as a linebacker. So his first two Pro Bowls were as special teamers. His second two Pro Bowls were as a linebacker. Um, He also made two all-pro teams in that time with the Seahawks in 84 and 87. Um, He's also a member of the Seahawks 35th anniversary team. He has 601 tackles, 21 sacks, and three picks, and a lifetime. And I'm embarrassed to say that I just – I was like, who? And now that I'm educated on him, I'll never forget him.
0: Okay. Now, and I'll just say this, you know, because – my dad very seldom or rarely ever talked about anybody, in terms of football. You know, I was asking, hey, you know, who was this and that? You know, did you go against Lawrence Taylor? You know, all these these guys that he played against. But he did mention Fred Young by name. Everybody that talked about my dad, they said that he was he was that dude. You know, they said, hey, yeah, uh-huh. you, know, you just don't want to face that guy. And then so for my dad to say, yo, the one guy I really remember, you know, on teams, on special teams like going head to head with this guy from, you know, Seattle, Fred Young. So to hear that, it just it dawned a whole new respect in my, you know, eyes to, you know, towards Fred. And um and then so I think Fred the first two pro bowls he made as special teams and then the third one he made as Special teams and linebacker. He made it for both.
1: So there's your seven guys, Lofa, for round three Mount Rush near. And before we whittle it down to the four faces that will be carved into the mountain, let me tell you about our sponsor, Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune. Or you can get the two-time winner of CNET's Editor's Choice Award, Simply Safe. Go to simplysafe.com dot com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a sixty day risk free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Be sure that you go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Simply Safe is about fifty cents per day. There's no contract. It keeps you and your family and your home and the things that you love protected all of the time. It's simply safe, everybody. It's spelled S-I-M-P-L-I safe, S-A-F-E. So go to simplysafe.com/team. Also, LinkedIn. They're back. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get your first $50 off. Just go to LinkedIn.com slash team. Very similar (laughs) to the previous sponsor. Go to LinkedIn.com slash team. Get $50 off of your first job post today. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. They screen candidates for you. Uh, It's no wonder That a person is hired every single eight seconds with LinkedIn. Go to linkedin.com slash team. Get $50 off your first job post today. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Let's figure out our four faces that are going up on the mountain.
0: Russell is in.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Obviously. I'm going to go with Fred Young next because of the Pro Bowls. Okay. Right? Interesting, he, interesting. He, only played his first four
1: seasons in Seattle, though.
0: Yeah, but he has more Pro Bowls than the rest of the guys, and all pros. Yeah. Only yeah. only Tyler Lockett's next. So, Russell, Fred. Um. Do you take Lockett, or do you take Chris Richard?
1: I don't know, man. Because I kind of think it's an interesting move, putting Chris Richard on the mountain.
0: It's, it's an interesting it's move, kinda, but it's It's like, interesting to me. I think it's kind of necessary. So I think so, too. Me I then, mean, would the Legion of Boom
1: have been as dominant as they were without Chris Rashard? That's the no. question. No. So then there you go. Start carving. <laughs>
0: Start I carving. Think, <laughs> okay. I think you got to put him but, in there, then. But then do you take do you take uh, Lockett over Leroy Hill? I'm not <laughs> giving up my guy. And Tyler no. Lockett obviously deserves to be up there. So they both got on be up a there.
1: mountain though, right now? Like, I don't know. Like, if ah man, it's hard because Tyler's still playing and he's he's just so at the beginning of what he's gonna be potentially as a Seahawk. Like you know four years
0: from now, he might be a lock, but right now I don't know, you know. A lock uh, you know what's crazy? If you if you put Tyler anywhere else where he gets 130 passes a year, he catches 100 every time. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Um, yeah. That's that's how much respect I have for the kid. But you know, I'm still not gonna. Leroy Hill is my guy. No chance I'm taking. Lock it over Hill. Fred Young's in, obviously. Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, he deserves a mountain on top of the mountain. <laughs> uh, so Russ. Leroy, I love Me Bang, got us a Super Bowl too. Love love the kid, love him, but he didn't finish with the Hawks, so Leroy beats him out in that respect for me. Um, so Dja's a beast, but yeah. I'm going with Okay, so are we going we're going Russell? Wait, wait You go with who you are. I'm going with Russell. We're both no, we have to Russell. agree on it. This is like this is like a agree. jury. Yeah, no, I, this, this is new- the beauty. New rules. This is the beauty of our podcast. No,
1: I'm locking we what us we want. in a. I'm locking us in a virtual and digital jurors sequestered room and we are not coming out of here until we have four names so uh, it's it's and it can't get physical because we know who would win that one so it's it's got to remain you know debate team style (laughs) we got russell wilson he's on leroy hill i'm dude i love leroy hill i have no problem going with you on that chris richard i just think It's an interesting play because we drafted him. This is a Seahawks draft mountain, but he did so much for us as a coach. Do we put him on the mountain? I kind of think we could actually go away from that because he didn't do much as a draft pick, and this is a draft mountain.
0: Okay. What if – oh, that's a good point. What if we went Ross, Lockett, Leroy, Fred Young? I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm great with that. It like, scares
1: me carving a player's face into a mountain who's still so f- seemingly fresh and young like Tyler Lockett. It just yeah. – we might Sorry have to enough. use some dynamite someday is it's all.
0: 15 – no, no. 15 years from now, Tyler Lockett's still going to – physically, he's still going to look the same. I promise you. Kid can't grow facial hair. So just <laughs> much like you, he's going to be just fine. <laughs> uh numbers wise it's only gonna go greater like let's get serious this kid's a beast so okay no i've never been most sure uh wilson lockett leroy and fred young (laughs) for now everybody (laughs) this has been the seahawks
1: podcast on the believe podcast network thank you so much for joining in and tuning into this show uh we're having a great time doing it and we hope you're having a great time listening We'll be here twice a week, every week leading up to the draft and afterwards um, for linebacker and Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu, I'm Brett Davern.
0: Say it with me. Go Hawks! Go yeah, Hawks! Oh, no. <laughs> I love I, I thought you...
1: <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure
0: their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early